Welcome to these reflections with me, Bishop Peter Eaton. I'm joined today by the Reverend Dr. Mary Ellen Cassini, who is the chaplain of Palmer Trinity School in South Miami, and one of our senior priests in our diocese, who has a long experience, particularly in education, and is a leader in our school's ministry in our diocese. Welcome, Mary Ellen. It's glad, it's good to have you with us. Thank you so much, Bishop, for inviting me to this discussion on such an important topic. Well, we're we're at the beginning of a new year. We're still in the season of Christmas, the season of hope and light. And so it seems good for us to spend a few minutes at this particular juncture reflecting on hope and what hope might mean and how we as Christian people might be able to live lives that are more firmly grounded in hope. As you know, as well as I do, um, we are living in a world in which there's a great deal of difficulty and darkness and despair and conflict, and it can sometimes be hard to find our footing in hope. So I'm hoping that we can talk about this today and perhaps help those who are listening to to be able to explore hope for themselves more thoroughly and perhaps um, deepen their uh, their grounding in the hope to which we are all called as followers of Jesus Christ. So, so I'm going to throw the the tough question out first and ask you, um, what is hope? When you think about hope, what is hope? I think that hope is is essential to our lives as Christians, because we are not to give up and just say, oh, forget it, I can't do this. We have to be able to understand that life is not predictable, it's uncertain, and the outcomes aren't known. And if we believe in Jesus, he says, I will always be with you. And so we need to have confidence that things will work out. And in the beginning, it might seem that they're not going to work out. And yet we still can't make a judgment. We have to be open to the possibility that the ending could be a beginning of something new. So I think part of it is our brains are wired to immediately think we know the answer and how everything's going to turn out. When in reality, I think being hopeful is being open does that make sense? It, it it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense. And you've said something else that I think is important, and that is that that, that hope means we don't give up. I think faithful people sometimes get into a bit of a bind if they think of the fundamental Christian um, uh, outlooks of faith, hope, and love as as aspects of their lives that are fundamentally uh, a feeling, and. If we're not feeling hopeful or not feeling faithful or not feeling loving, we're somehow or another failing in the Christian life. But I think it does help us to to adopt exactly what you've said, which is that to be hopeful people is to be people who don't give up. We don't give up on each other. We don't give up on the human race. We don't give up on the creation. We don't give up on the fundamental things that we know are of supreme importance, like peace and justice and equality, even if they're difficult, because we know that the attitude of hope is the attitude of those who have a vision for a new future 
And in order to get to that new future, we can't give up. And 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 again, I, I always like to say, we don't give up on each other and we don't give up on God because God doesn't give up on us. So I agree with you. I think that what you're saying is absolutely uh, along, the, along the right lines. Um, how, how else would you uh, help people who are feeling a, a little hopeless to, to be re I think that one, hope. I'm sorry. That's okay. I think that one aspect that's so important that, that can be fleshed out from what you said is we individually can have hope, but we also need to recognize corporate or communal hope because, and I think that's really the job of the church is that we come together in community and we are able to be hopeful for others when they can't be hopeful. We, that's our job and that's their job so that it's, it's more like a, a seesaw that, okay, I need it this week. You need it some other time. And that, but, but I think as we know it at my school, Palmer Trinity, that sometimes we get just sad or down and we need to have other people lift us up and give yes. us that hope. Yes. So I think that hope is also surrounding yourself with people that you can trust and yes. will be for you with you and for you during these times of um, sadness or, yes. or just really frustration despair. or whatever it is. Yes, exactly. No, I think, I, I think that's a very important aspect of, of, of what we Christians call hope, because we're not, we're not able, nor are we expected to be hopeful all the time as individuals. But the community is always a hopeful community by definition, because the community exists as the body of Christ that looks in expectation to the future that God holds for us. And and I love what you say. I think it's absolutely right. Um, and it doesn't just it doesn't just refer to hope. When I'm not feeling particularly faithful, I'm buoyed by the faith of others. When I'm not feeling particularly loving, I'm buoyed by the loving of others, and they carry me until I can find my way again in faith and hope and love. You know, an old rabbi used to say that we get into heaven on each other's coattails and not on the basis of our own efforts. And, and I love that. I love that because I think that that says too what you're saying, that we, we depend on the community. It is a community of hope to which we belong. And it is the community of hope that helps to transform us into hopeful people. I think it's brilliant. And, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes there are, um, you know, I have a literary background and I would say sometimes there are characters in literature that um, we can learn lessons from. And I'm always, uh, I love Winnie the Pooh and, you know, Eeyore is constantly sad, but his friends with Eeyore, Rue and Kanga, and of course, Winnie and Christopher Robin, they hold him up too. So, I mean, that's a good story of friends holding each other up. And sometimes just letting Eeyore be Eeyore yes. is enough. And so um, I, exactly. I do think it's, yeah, I think it's really important for us to um, make sure that our relationships are grounded in hope, that we can be with people that, that, Yes, maybe experience non-hopeful situations, but also have that. And they can help us, um, as John the Baptist tells us, to 
turn and see things differently, maybe, because yes. I think sometimes what happens is we get stuck in a view, don't you? And yes, we exactly. can't get out of that view. And what we need to do is um, your Greek is better than mine, isn't it? Metanoia, we where need, you we can need, turn. We need something to shift us, exactly. To shift us so that we don't get stuck in that one negative view that we we look at something that's broader and bigger and that's what i think jesus brought to the whole world yes i i think that i think that's right and 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 as you as you say all of this i i'm i'm also reminded and i can't, i can't remember who it was it may have been nietzsche it may have been a, another philosopher who 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 uses the image of someone making a building a sandcastle on the beach knowing that the wave will come and wipe it away and immediately rebuilding the sandcastle and that there's something there about hopefulness we don't we don't give up um a, a, a friend of mine now long dead um once said rather provocatively uh, it when he was talking about education as a matter of fact a, a subject near to my heart and to yours he was talking about the failure of public education in the city where he was and he, he said how easily we give up on public education, how easily we find fault, how easily we want to cut money, how easily we want to say it's impossible. He said, we don't do that with cancer. We don't do that with, uh, with Alzheimer's. We don't do that with a whole range of other things. We never stop doing research in, in medical science because we come up with, with failure or defeat. We redouble our efforts. So why is it that we that we give up so easily in some other areas of our lives when in fact we ought to be redoubling what we do, particularly when it concerns our fellow hu human beings? And that's that again is I think that attitude of hope that you so wonderfully articulate. Um, so 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 let me ask you a slightly different question, a more, perhaps a more personal question, and and that is what gives as a priest, as a teacher as a woman of faith, in this particular time, when things are so tough, uh, both at home and abroad, what gives you hope? Well, I think, obviously, from my job, the enthusiasm and the love of life of my students is so encouraging. Yeah. They really do have this view that the world can get better and will get better. And um, they have such a, a bright future that they envision, even though they have more in front of them than I did when I was their age, because I didn't have technology when I was their age at all. So, but, but you know, uh, it's, it's clear that the world has improved in a lot of ways, but we tend to focus on what are the dark places. Yes. So we have to also look for our blessings. We have to look for the positive aspects of life too. And I think when COVID hit, uh, for me, getting out and walking and being in nature gave me hope. Yes. Because just to be able to walk through trees and walk through the the flora and the and the see the fauna and just be able to experience nature, I think that is a, a wonderful way to experience hope right. and to um, to really feel that. I'm going to push you a little bit more because I was creation hoping. is very hopeful. Of course, of course. Don't you think creation is and creation is hopeful because it's so tied into resurrection because 
you know, constantly redoing itself. Well, exactly. And healing. Never, and, and, nev and never giving up and, uh, 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 exactly. insofar as it's possible. I mean, as much as we try and keep the cockroaches out of the house, one always gets in <laughs> and Kate's up on the chair. So, so, so yes, I mean, there, 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 we can, of course, though, even, even, even nature, we can kill off if we're not careful. So even, mm -hmm. even, the, even the hopefulness of nature will have its limits, but you're, I think the analogy is right. Nature is going to do everything it can until finally it can do nothing else to survive, to change, to adapt, to grow, to 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 deal with whatever it is that that life and mostly human beings will 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 throw at it. But I knew you were going to say that your students gave you hope. I didn't know you were going to say that nature gives you hope. But what else? What else gives you hope? Well, I think um, art. Mm. Say a little bit about that. Uh, when I walk into my um, my boss's office, and I'm sure uh, it's with with my friend Kate as well. Music is just so profound, and it transcends life. Mm. So you know, when when you're in the, those parts of life with this beautiful art, whether it's um, reading a good book, or whether it's listening to music, or whether it's watching, looking at art, or seeing a finely crafted movie. Um, these things also give you that shift in perspective, because I think that's what hope really demands of us, that we don't get stuck thinking that things are only going to be dark. We have to be able to have that shift and um, to be surprised, as C.S. Lewis would say, surprised sure. by joy. Sure. And and it's it's really something part of this i think is to not think we know it all to be you have to be humble to be hopeful in a way don't you think that's, that's great I, I like that it, we need to be humble to be hopeful and that leads me to a, i want to push you just a little bit because again i i i i i get everything that you're saying i i find all of those environments all of those things seed beds of hope but what if i'm what if i'm someone who is afraid to go to school because school is dangerous? What if I don't have access to beautiful music or beautiful art, paintings, whatever it is? What happens? How do I, in a place where, where those things are not so easily accessible as they are to you and me, how do I find hope? It's interesting because... Um... I have been thinking about uh, how I, I have no, no idea how Anne Frank had hope. And she said, um, with hope, there's life. And with life, there's hope. And the thing about it is, um, I think what you have to do is what she, she did and what many people have done over the centuries, the millennia, is to dig deep within your soul to find that place that will help you navigate these times of darkness and we have to build a core that is strong in the midst of this hurricane of life. Yes. Because life is not going to be certain. So how do we do that? And I would say that's why we're practicing Christianity and living it. Yes. Because we want to be able to follow Jesus, who 
I mean, the image comes to me when he's in the boat and, and there's like a, it's crazy in the boat and everybody else is in panic and he's just very calm. And that's yeah. to me what we have to do. We have to be able to find that calmness, that sense in our inner self. And I have to be honest with you, Bishop, I don't always find that. No, I think sometimes I think I'm impacted by the out the exterior. So it's like the exterior and the interior. We, we can't ever be hopeful people unless we have encountered despair. Right. To be hopeful does Absolutely. not mean not having peered into the darkness and not see any light. You know, I can't remember who it was who said the light at the end of the tunnel is the light of the oncoming train. Um, yeah. you know, it's 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 it, it's it, 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 it. We cannot be hopeful unless we have known despair or or what for us has been despair um but I, again I, I I like the I like the, the the examples that you're giving and you and I since we've been priests now for so long um we, we know because we've encountered people like this we've encountered people who are living with the most astonishing ray of difficulties physical difficulties economic difficulties um uh, 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 we, we've all known people who, who 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 have every reason not to be hopeful and not to be, um, uh, and I'm not talking about being superficially positive. I'm talking about people who refuse, or or in your words earlier on, who don't give up on life just simply because of the circumstances in which they have to live that life and and these are people who are people who are full of full of joy full of encouragement who don't focus on their own challenges and difficulties but are always focused on you how many times have you and i gone to see someone who's very sick and very in, in huge difficulty and we've come away feeling more ministered to than having done the ministering ourselves. Um, and 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 so I th just like Anne Frank is wanting to look always to hope, we've all known people who, in spite of the huge difficulties of their lives, have had that inner core that you were just talking about, that inner um, uh, 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 rock solidness of, of clarity. That as as demoralizing as life may be from time to time, they won't give up on the ultimate hope that keeps them focused and makes them able not to not to give in. Um, so, so you know, it's funny. When, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that brings me to possibly my very favorite uh, pericope in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Testament, and that is. Jacob wrestling with the angel, because what I love about that one, whether it's God or the angel, I know that the scholars argue over that, but yeah. what I love about that one is um, when you go through these times of darkness and you're wrestling, um, obviously Jacob had to have hope because he wouldn't let go. He was resilient. He was just, he, he was tenacious. He wouldn't give yeah. up. And what happens is he comes out with a wound. Yes. The limp. He comes out with a new identity, yes. which I think we do, and he, and he comes out with this blessing. Yes. So I, I just I love that story. It's so powerful oh, to it me. Is. It is because it it just it teaches us that when you go through these dark times, um, you have a choice, and his choice 
was to be perseverant and not let go and demand what was rightfully his, the blessing. But of course, yes. you're wounded by it. And of course, you have a new you're a new person because yes. you've gone through something that has made you different. So for me, that 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 story, um, maybe you have to kind of uncover it, but that has a hopeful aspect to it that he never gives up. I, I just mm. I love that story. It's it's a it's a great story. It was preached on on my first Sunday as an undergraduate in the university church by the resident chaplain. And I remember the sermon word for word. It was so astonishing. And I re-preached the sermon word for word as he preached it every time it comes up in the lectionary, because it's all of those things. I think it is the perfect paradigm for the hopeful, faithful life, because it encapsulates in those few verses our entire religious experience and our entire human experience. Um, and so it, I'm so glad you, 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 you touched on that story because for me, it's one of my, my, my favorites as, as well. It, it, it really does. And, and what is, what is, what is the, the, the he, you're right. He's given a new name and he's given a new, um, uh, a promise. And what is that promise? That promise is that he will be the father of many nations. And, and, and so he comes out of that night, not just different, but but a larger person in 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 every way. Yes, and he's able to reconcile with Esau. And he's able to reconcile, which is huge, huge. Which you know, it's huge because how many times are we not able to reconcile with people? There's hope, no matter how bad a relationship is ripped apart. There is hope that we can reconcile because Jesus did it for us. So how do we learn from him and reconcile with people? I, you know, so that's, that's another part of it. Well, and I think that that, I think that that's a, that's a huge su subject, but I, but I do think um, that, that the whole issue of reconciliation is crucial to hope. And hope, yes. is and hope is crucial to reconciliation. After all, mm -hmm. we, we wouldn't we wouldn't engage in reconciliation if we weren't hopeful for a new future. And 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 we wouldn't be hopeful if we thought that reconciliation wasn't possible. Especially so, at this time. Especially at this time. And whether it's reconciliation between two individuals or whether it's reconciliation between people of different ethnicities or whether it's reconciliation between people at war. Or what divorce. Or or, or 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 divorce or 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 any of the family things that can so uh, pose difficulties with or, or difficulties in any of our relationships. If reconciliation weren't possible, then it's then it's um, then hope would 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 elude us even more. The Archbishop of Canterbury has recently written a book on on reconciliation, which is uh, perhaps subject the subject of another podcast. But I I want to mark because I think you're right. I want to mark that. Reconciliation is a crucial part of hope, and hope is a crucial part of reconciliation. And it isn't easy. Uh, and I think that's the other thing we need to we need to admit here that um, as 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 easily as it seems we are talking about hope, um, hope is not hope is not an easy thing to live, uh, it, it, because it is always under attack. It's always under pressure. Uh, there's always something ready to undermine hope for us. Um, and, and and that, again, I think brings us back to your really crucial point that our hope 
is not renewed or bolstered by our own inner energy. Our hope is renewed by others around us, by our participation in the liturgy, by our receiving of Holy Communion. Those communal actions that we know restore us, and by things like being in nature, being with others, being engaged in whatever it is that is bigger than ourselves, um, and reminding us that uh, our own um, our own um, uh, brick walls, our own places where hope is beaten out of us, do not have to be the end of the story. So, so let me well, ask. Well, I think. No, no, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I want to make sure I ask you one more question though before we get to the end of our time. But go ahead. Okay. No, I was just going to say, and this might be too off topic, but I think it was for me. It was something um, when uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu did those Truth and Reconciliation. Yes. Um, in South Africa, I think there are people that thought he was, you know, Pollyanna-ish. <laughs> sure. And, oh, there's no way this can happen and nobody can do this. And why would we even try to do this? And yet he was able to accomplish, maybe not as much as he, um, people wanted him to, but he accomplished such a profound start. Yes. Of being able people to get together and confess and reconcile. Because, you know, I've had people in the Episcopal Church asked me several times, do we have confession? And I said, yes, it's reconciliation. It's to be able to move into that. And that's hopeful. Yes. So yes, I, I, I believe that. And, and, and that's so true in the 12 step program that you have to be able to have these times where you can confess and then reconcile. And that's hopeful. Yes. That is, that gives us a sense of hope. So, so let me ask you this, 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 this other question that I think it would be helpful for us to, just to discuss, and that is, what do you do when when hope eludes you, when when you're feeling in that when you when you recognize that that you're not feeling or 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 being, no, I don't want to use the word feeling when you're not able to take another step in the don't give up road to hope. <laughs> what do you do? How do you respond? I, I think for me, it's uh, because I am, and I know this will be a surprise, an extrovert. It's important for me to go inward and be silent mm. because I think what happens is um, we can become too reactionary. And when we're reactionary, our hope dissipates. Mm. So it's essential for us to not go to the worst case scenario. Yes. And to be able to say, wait a minute, I need to pull back here yes. and only deal with what's immediately in front of me. Um, I'm not sure who said, you know, if you're living in the past, you get depressed. If you're living in the future, you get anxious. You need to be in the present. Yes. Um, it, it could have been Frederick Buchner. I'm not sure. But but it's so essential for us to not uh, to not wallow in our regrets yes. or to get so anxious about what's going to happen next. And let's be honest, we don't know what's going to happen next. Right. So, right. so for me, I just have to uh, really, I would, I would say pull back and say to myself, um, okay. And the other thing that my husband always says to me is, is this going to matter in five years? 
Is this going to matter in, you know, what, I mean, he's a philosopher. So he says, is it going to matter in the light of eternity, which is kind of ridiculous, but is anything, but still it's important to think about um, realizing our context and to be grateful for the blessings that we have at our disposal. And we're able to really live into gratitude and not, not take it for granted yes. and think, oh, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. Well, no, it's not. Right. And exactly. when yes. you go down and when you go on in your life, you'll look back and say, oh, well, yes, that was bad, but I was able to um, persevere and get through it. And, and once again, I would go back to your community and the relationships you have, because it's so important to have rich relationships and people you trust. Yes. So, but let's, let's be honest, there are going to be times where we all fall short of that, but, but then we need to keep in that engagement and relationship. Right. But, but I'm, we, we're, we're coming to the end of our time together. So I want, I want to take us to perhaps uh, uh, the hardest place. And you've just, you've just, in fact, mentioned it. You've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, the, the truth is that for all of us, the worst is going to happen. Sooner rather than sooner or later, the worst is going to happen. We're going to face the finality of death, which for most of us, in one form or another, uh, feels like the worst thing that can happen to us. And 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 so the question really is, where is where is hope in the face of our deaths? in the face of the deaths of so many innocent people, in the face of the deaths of so many of our children on the streets of our cities, where where is hope in the face of death? Well, one of my favorite people is John O'Donohue, who is no longer alive, but he says life is a series of losses. So part of it, I think, is accepting that that is the existential nature of our being, that we do go through these losses. And how do we recognize um, the way we're living, the gains we have, the blessings yeah. we have? And, and for those who are suffering so profoundly, which we see now all the time on the TV, how can other people uh, outside uh, resources get there. How can we help? How can we be part yes. of the solution? How how can we reach out? I noticed that um, I read somewhere that when people are suffering in deep grief, the best thing for them to do is go out and be with other people and help them with their grief. Right. Right. So so how do we do? It's it's kind of a reciprocity, isn't it? The, it that 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 is certainly true. I think I think uh, it, we 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 are able to regain our sense of hope. Uh, when we are able to give ourselves for others in in that in that kind of way, but I I, I think I want to end our, our conversation with a reminder, to me at least, um, if not to you and to others who may be listening to this, that of course at the as Christians we we do have a final hope, and that hope is grounded in in a sense, in where we began this conversation, in that God does not give on give up on us or on the creation. And as the scriptures remind us, the creation is groaning now. Uh, it is not clear yet what we shall be, 
but we know that we are in the process of being born into a new age in which our original vocation will be restored. The original vocation of creation, the original vocation of, of, of the human person, to be those who can at last live in that union with God and with each other for which we were originally created. That is our ultimate hope. That Our ultimate hope is that we will be remade, that we will not be cast off. We're not rubbish to be thrown away, but that God will gather it all up and will will make the final miracle for you and me and the whole of creation that he made for Jesus on Easter Day. That ultimate hope is the, is the hope that, that keeps us working on this other stuff, on, on not giving up on each other, because we know that God is not going to give up on us and on creation, and we will be made new again in the age that is to come, when 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 all that God intended at the original creation is restored. Um, so, um, so Can I, I add I, one more thing. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Sorry. What I was going to say is, I, I that so resonates with me what you're saying, and I think also to go back to the Book of Genesis that we are made in the image of God, and so can we find that spark? Yes. That dig deep down to find us that every person is made in the image of God and in that image exists this eternal soul that has hope yes that can show us the light it, it, you know if we can get away from our own voice and be quiet and be still and know that I am God yes so yes absolutely. there is a, there is a persistence of hope that we need to allow ourselves to be drawn into. Uh, and 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 that that's also important. You know, there's a there's a there's a, a a couple of lines that were scratched on the walls of a Nazi prison in Cologne, where the person wrote, "I believe in the sun, even when I do not see it. I believe in love, even when I do not feel it. I believe in God, even when God is silent." That seems to me to be the kind of persistence of hope that transforms the world, really, and 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 gives us the um, gives us the opportunity, I think, to be a part of that venture of hope, um, and uh, and 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 be both agents and recipients of the building of hope. Um, in our families, in our communities, in our churches, in our schools, in our cities, in our nation, and 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 God willing, in in our world, I think this is a good place to bring our conversation. And I'm so grateful to you for for being the the, the first person on these new podcasts. And thank you so much for taking this time. And I'm 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 I'm, I'm honored stimulated by all of your thoughts, and I hope that this will be helpful to those who are listening. Uh, there's a prayer that I know you'd like to read to close us, um, and I wonder if you would close us. This is a prayer from the Book of Common Prayer, and it's a, a prayer that um, sets us in an attitude of hope. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. This is another day, O Lord. I know not what it will bring forth, but make me ready. Lord, for whatever it may be, 
If I am to stand up, help me to stand bravely. If I am to sit still, help me to sit quietly. If I am to lie low, help me to do it patiently. If I am to do nothing, let me do it gallantly. Make these words more than words and give me the spirit of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Mary Ellen. A happy new year to you. And may we see a new hopefulness and a new peace in our world. Amen. Thank you.